Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of the Kent Nonley podcast which is being recorded later than usual and to be honest we've not had a lot of time to do a lot of research here but I'm sure we can manage to uh, produce something that is uh, half decent anyway. Um, I'm John Phipps and as always on the line is Matt Gerrard but Matt Gerrard is not in in Kent this week. Matt Gerrard is in deepest darkest Cornwall so I'm going to say to you Matt, Fatler Jenis. I don't know what that means. I've got no idea what you're talking about there. Well, I just I'll keep me nut down, mate, basically. They love their flag down there, don't they? So, and I was going to have a conversation with you. Okay. Is the Cornish pasty the most overrated food the world has ever seen? Every time I come down here, I come down here quite a bit. Oh, Cornish pasty. Do I have a Cornish pasty? Do I have a Cornish pasty? Every time I have a Cornish pasty, I eat it and turn to my wife and say, pretty rubbish, that, isn't it? It is the most overrated food ever. They've got more shops of Cornish pasty shops than people down here. There's so many of them because they, they like it. I know it's mining food and all that business, but clearly it is the most overrated food. You could have various fillings with it, but they're all disgusting. Comment on that? Um, when I've had Cornish pasties, what I always find is there's too much crust. You know, I want more meat. I want more more potato, but it just seems to me that there's, there's there's always just too much crust and too much design on it. And I think that they've, you know, that they've gone too far that way, haven't they? It's just bland as well. You know, even if we, I, go, I go with a traditional one, I'm not going with chicken korma ones and things like that. People that, you know, big strong Cornishmen have grown up on over years and things. You eat it, but it's just bland. I think, you know, there's such a big thing. Even if I have a Ginsters back at home, you think, why the hell have I had that? And when you're down here and the heart and soul of the county you just think my god and when you I've, I've tried the world champions ones that things like there advertise things like that but yeah i'm not a fan the ice cream now that is a different matter the cornish ice cream is probably on a par this you know this side of italy in my opinion absolutely lovely vanilla i'm a bit boring because i always have vanilla but cornish vanilla ice cream absolutely fantastic have that all day long the Cornish pasty oh, it's pathetic I'm sorry I'm sorry we may have lost our one Cornish listener if we've got one I have been past Wadebridge FC today greatest team in Cornwall but you know it's pathetic I'm sorry like most overrated food going so we're not after a sponsorship deal from Ginsters then no we well we have mentioned other stores recently we've gone through them all no, nobody's been in contact with John have they uh, no I'm still waiting for the phone to ring funnily enough but um no, I just, uh, I think Ginster's is probably mainstream, but if you go to Aunt Bessie, well, Aunt Bessie, we'll take Aunt Bessie as a sponsor as well, but Auntie Victoria's Cornish pasty that won the World Championship in 2008-9, still have it, and it's just bland and it's just terrible. So I'm really, you know, every t- I'm, I'm disappointed with myself because every time I try it, I'd be nice. And I think, why the, that's four quid I've just wasted down the thing for there. You go. But from that, I'm on a great holiday. The weather's been good. As well, it's been good weather. Been in the surf a couple of times. Been crabbing. A nice day at uh, Padstow, Rick Steinville today. So uh, uh, watching the world go by down there. But yeah, but Cornish pasty. Uh, you know, you know. Next time if I come down here, I'm telling you, I'm coming down here. If I say I have a Cornish pasty, just slap me around the face. Sorry. That's fine. Um, have you had a, a Cornish cream tea? Or have, uh, have... Yeah, 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 we did have one. We, we went to. Well, I'll do a bit of a. Alan Wicker here. We went to Morwenstone, if you know that. It's a nice church. Lovely tea rooms down here. We had that from there, and, and that was very nice. Big scone and 
Uh, I don't drink tea, as we know. We've had this conversation before. So my wife had the mug of tea, but we shared a, a scone, and and that was very uh, very enjoyable. And of course, we put the jam on first, and then the cream. So I think that's the right way around because there has been massive debates across the world of what you do. But that was very enjoyable, and we probably, you know, I'll have a Cornish tea. Uh, probably I'll have one more before I go home. I think. Just before we talk about that, stop talking about Cornish nonsense. I wonder if, by any chance, they sell scones at Truro matches. If they've now had to have a complete change because it's completely oh. different in Devon, you know. So where, where, whereas the the home faithful maybe used to having their jam first, now they've got to have their their green first oh, if yes. they're at home. Yes, I, think, I think I think they lost in there yesterday, Truro. Looking at the results, so uh, they haven't started too well in their new. Uh, I think they won away from home in the other week. Yeah, very good point, John. If there's any Truro fans watching the local news, they will be building their ground, allegedly, in the space of two years. So, And it will be the home of Cornish sports. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. So I'm keeping you informed. Apart from seeing the famous Wadebridge FC, I had to, of course, come away, had to buy the non-league paper because I'm pretty sad like that. And I trawled through the non-league paper looking for Wadebridge. They're not even in the in the non-league paper so um, they're that low down but if I do see their scores I'll look out for them because I've got to go past their ground and they do have a boot fair on a Sunday John so if you're ever down this way Excellent so they obviously weren't in the FA Cup which is, is going to be one of the one of the first things we're going to talk about um, the FA Cup Let's just say didn't go brilliantly for our Southern Counties East League sides. Um, not many of them made it through. We're going to hear from one who did, um, but the likes of Tunbridge Wells, Glebe, Sheppey United, they're going to be disappointed to be out. Uh, Canterbury City lost 3-0 at Corinthian, which obviously Corinthian got through, but that's a disappointing result for them. And replays on Tuesday night, uh, Tunbridge Wells went out. And there's been a replay this evening between Whitsville and Deal, which I'm not sure the score of. I will look that up while Matt is talking. Um, but overall, Matt, it's been a bit of a disappointing weekend for our teams in the Cup. I think it's gone in so early. Every time you see these sides and their FA Cup competitions ended, you know, Sheppard United, maybe you speak to them, they'll be able to concentrate on the league. But it's a kick in the teeth. Canterbury City, you know, how important for them to put them on the map. They got through with the ground situation as well. So, yeah, disappointing on these sides will have to pick themselves up, but sometimes I think it maybe starts a little bit too early, the FA Cup. I don't know, isn't that really kicking? Some of these sides haven't really got caught a little bit cold, so disappointed with our sides, but I'm sure as it goes longer into the competition, the first and second qualifying round will get somebody coming through. Yeah, I can tell you that uh, tonight's replay between Whitsburn and Deal finished 4-3. Uh, we'll be talking about 4-3s as well later on. Uh, well, there's also been a game in the Southern Counties DC Premier Division, uh, which has finished Cray Valley 4, Punjab United 4. So, a night for goals tonight. Just running through those Which's other... Which the ball FA got through, didn't they? Not, we better say that, John. Sorry? Which the ball beat Deal, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Sorry, yeah. Which will beat Deal 4-3. So, a uh, very good win for them. They'll be pleased with that. And they've got Hounslow in the next round. Um, just running through the other results quickly. Um, from the FA Cup extra preliminary round. Um, AFC Corinth Athletic 5, Rochester United 0. AFC Uckfield 1, Glebe 0. Uh, Beerstead 2, Chichester, Chichester City 1. Uh, Beckenham beat Colliers Wood United 2 0 in a replay after a 1 1 draw at home. Chatham Town made it through to play Ramsgate. They beat Walton Hersham 3 1. Uh, Cobham 1, Sheppard United 0. We've already spoken about Corinthian 3, Canterbury City 0. Uh, Croydon 2, Tunbridge Wells 2, and the replay was on by Croydon. And they had a lot of social media heat as well, Croydon. So the FA Cup is still very much alive. Uh, Irith and Belvedere went out to Salt Dean United after a replay. Fisher lost to Horsham YMCA on Saturday by two goals to one um, in their tie. 
K-Sports went out after replay to Pagham. Irith Town did go through, though. They won 3-1 at Hassocks. Um, Hollands and Blair went out 2-1 at Loxwood. And Sevenoaks Town hit 6 against Lordswood. And then on Sunday, it was Russell 3, Wick 0 uh, to, to take those games to a conclusion. Um, but you, you are right, mate. It does start very early, this FA Cup campaign. Um, and that it kind of is the... It's so important for these teams in the scaffold to start well, especially because the Vars is on the horizon. That's in the next few weeks as well. And if you've had, a, if you lose a few league games at the start, go out the cup, go out the Vars. Your season could be a write-off by the middle of September. Yeah, well, they start early, and all the FA Cup. You always seem to have two-week gap. I don't know in this competition. Surely, can they let the side start their league, and maybe you have two consecutive weeks of FA Cup? I know that some replays may cause issues and things like that. But, you know, we've got, as we've seen, certain sides, of, like Seven Oaks, haven't played, a league, haven't played a league game, but they've played a cup game. So it just doesn't really make sense. I think the FA wants to make it the competition and they put more money in it, as we saw, found out last week. But, yeah, it may be easy for some of these sides because if you're caught cold this time of the year as well, you know, a bit like myself, we might have non-league players holidaying in Cornwall. You might miss a few of your better players as well. So it is a concern for some of these clubs why it starts so early and, maybe they've got to fit it all in in various things probably all to do with the Premier League because they've got a certain amount of gaps between that so it all probably filters down but maybe they can look at it and maybe start it a little bit later at least, at least get the league started away before the cup competition start I, I, I've always had a bit of a thing that they should just do the FA Cup as a straight knockout put all the teams in now or put all the teams in in September and just do it as a straight knockout Manchester United play against Glebe oh well that's that's life so you just got to deal with it but that will unfortunately Never, ever happen. But we are going to talk about a team who made history this weekend in the FA Cup. Uh, uh, Beersted beat Chichester, who are a, a fancy side from the from the Sussex League, I think they're in. Um, they played one of our teams last year in the uh, in the FA Vars as well. I think it was Canterbury that they beat in the FA Vars, ultimately. Um, but they came to Honey Lane in Beersted for the first FA Cup tie ever played at Honey Lane. And um, Beersted won a dramatic game. They scored right at the end to win that game 2-1 and set up a tie with Sittingbourne in the preliminary round. And after that win, I caught up with Beersted manager Kevin Stevens, and understandably, he was absolutely delighted. So, um, obviously, Saturday is probably one of the greatest days in your club's history, wasn't it? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, yeah, to get a home tie, obviously, we played away to Eastbourne Town last year. Um, to get a home tie this year against Chichester City was um, was great. And we had a scout report on them, a very detailed scout report. So, yeah, we prepared well to come away with the win was, um, yeah, uh, yeah, best day. That's got to be the best day in business history, really. And quite a dramatic yeah. win as well, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, we played well. We, we um, yeah, we we didn't follow the we didn't follow the report to the team. We we let their number eight score after I think three or four minutes. Uh, really good player who we, we was told um, gets free at the back post to knock headers in, and we let him go. Um, but yeah, after that we we were we played we played superb. Um, played really really well and was knocking on the door for a lot of the game. Um, and yeah, Lucci, Lucci, her left winger, pops up with the winger, the winger right in the, uh, I think in the 93rd minute. So yeah, fantastic. Great celebrations. I was going to say, I, I expect everyone, everyone wild, didn't they? I mean, to, to, to win your first FA Cup match, that, that is a great moment, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, as one of the uh, vice presidents texted me yesterday saying, saying it's like, 
it'll be uh, it'll live in the Beersden memories for a long, long time. Um, so yeah, it, it was a uh, yeah, wild celebrations, I think, in that. And obviously, yeah. you've got Sittingbourne away in the next round, and I'm guessing that you know it'll be the first time you've come up against a club at, at that sort of level. But you you can go there and just with absolutely no pressure on you, can't you? Yeah, yeah. We played funny enough. We played Sittingbourne in a pre-season friendly, which you know we had a lot missing. They probably had a lot missing. Who knows? They beat us two 0 I think. But um, yeah, I, I know I know quite a bit about Sittingbourne as they probably do us. Um, they was there watching Saturday. We'll have them watched. Um, but yeah, they be at the end of the day. They're only one league, one league higher, and we'll go there full of confidence, nothing to lose. Um, enjoy the day. Yeah, hopefully we can. Uh, who knows? Get another win. And Beerstead generally as a club, you've made great strides in the last few years, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, we've um, we've got a good nucleus of players who, who have stuck around for for I think this is my sixth season in charge. And I've got a good nucleus who have stuck around for a long time. Decent players as well. They could they could go and play other places, but they they wanted to play for Beersted, myself and Beersted. Um, got some good young players coming this year. We won the Kent and Victor League, obviously, to get promoted two seasons ago. Uh, it was a tough start the first season, but we, we hung in there and um, I think we ended up coming 13th, I think. Um, and then last season we did better. We stayed away from relegation um, throughout the whole season. Had a lot of injuries, which which disrupted us unfortunately. So we didn't do quite as well as we had hoped. But yes, yeah, it's, it's a good setup. People want to play for us. Um, we've got the right sort of players who want to stay and play for the club. Um, and yeah, we're we're, we're hoping we have, we had a bad start this year in the league. Although we probably deserve to beat back in the first game of the season. Um, but we, yeah, we're hoping we can do well this year. It's it's a wide open league, isn't it? I, I think this year there's, there's no exceptional teams. I think last year a lot of people expected Seven Oaks, Whitstable, Crober to be up there, but this year I think it's just wide open, isn't it? Yeah, I think um, yeah. It's, again, you hear all different things, don't you? Spending what and Chatham. I know Chatham have thrown a bit of money at it, um, and they got a good side. But yeah, I think yeah, with Whitstable and Seven Oaks going, I think there's a chance for a lot of teams. I know only one goes up, obviously. But there's a chance for a lot of teams to. To maybe nick that one place. Um, I say we're 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 open. We're open. If we can perform well, we formed on the opening day of the season. And this Saturday, we're open to be. We'll throw a few surprises out there. We're open to be up there somewhere. So um, yeah, looking forward to it. And just finally, for people who've who probably not maybe don't know a lot about Beerstead, you know, you don't actually play in Beerstead itself, do you? But tell us a bit about the club and and, and your team. Uh, yeah, we play. Um, we play in. Um, our uh, Honey Lane in Autumn, which is just 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 outside Beerstead, only three or four minutes away. Um, it's a lovely little ground, playing a great pitch, fantastic pitch. Um, the yeah, it's a it's a it's everyone in the club works like everything's voluntary, so everyone in the club works their socks off. You know, I'm up there probably two or three days a week helping people do things if I can. Um, Everyone mucks in. It's, it's a well-run club, really well-run club. Um, I say that, and as going back to the players, we we get the right sort of players in who want to play for Beerstead Football Club. Um, and I think that makes a difference. We don't have people leaving after five minutes and going somewhere else. Um, they all want to stay and play, and which I think that's what's got us where we are in the last three or four seasons.
Matt, they're another one of those clubs, aren't they, Beer? So I guess they weren't really one that we thought too much about in the past. But having heard Kev there, he's he's, he's certainly very positive about the future for them. If you want a bit of passion in football, will you speak to him? How important their FA Cup was for that, their first game. I expect the scoring in the last minute, how much the buzz they got from that. And just doing a decent side. When you went through the score there, they beat Chichester. And I listened to the interview and I thought, mm, that is a good result. Because Chichester, you know, good area, good side. I've been high levels before. Business, but made same way. I think the famous only thing player I know about Beerstead that David brought a player years ago, Johnny Brook, who's one of my favourite players from Beerstead. So, Maidstone Way, good community club. And what, you know, fantastic result. And a local derby getting sitting board. And I'm sure that the Beerstead faithful will turn out there and think their biggest game in their history. Can they cause a cup shock again? Yeah, I think that'll be a, an interesting That They actually played in pre-season, as you heard Kev say there, um, with Sittingbourne running out narrow winners, but completely different kettle of fish in the FA Cup, isn't it? Oh, you know, the, the pride those Beerstead players will have in the competition thing. Well, can we get to the first round? For a club like Beerstead, getting to the first qualifying round is probably like winning in the competition. The, you, the, the hoops you have to go in, the sides you have to come against. Nobody expected to be Chichester. They'll go to Sittingbourne little bit of confidence into it. Why not? Can't they do it? Of course, at least we guarantee one side in the first qualifying round as well, John. Well, exactly. And we have also got Bramsgate and Chatham playing as well in that first round. A couple of cracking ties really coming up. It must be a week Saturday, is it? Yeah, Saturday 25th. So, looking... Yeah, some cracking ties out there. We'll we'll, we'll, we'll preview them next week and when I'm back from the holidays, I'll do a little more digging um, on Beerstead and finding out a bit about them. And Ramsgate-Chatham is a big game as well and big game for Chatham as well, I think, in that one. Yeah, it is. It certainly is. And, and Ramsgate will want, not want to get caught cold in that one, I would guess. Just as we're talking about the Southern Counties, EC did mention that Cray Valley 4, Punjab United 4 game. Um, uh, running through the weekend fixtures, uh, Beckenham against Sheppard United, Canterbury against Punjab, Chatham against Glebe, Corinthian against K-Sports, Crowborough against Fisher, Croydon against Hollands and Blair, Deal against Rustall, Irith against Beersted, Lordswood against Cray Valley and Tunbridge Wells against AFC Croydon. Um, a couple of games on Tuesday night as well in that league. Corinthian against Rustall, Fisher against Irith, Glebe against Beckenham, Punjab United against Chatham and Sheppey United against Deal Town just over on the island. So uh, that's a, that's a, it's a few interesting games and obviously still very early days in that season. Uh, unlike the National League where everyone has already played four games. And um, Matt, I don't know how you would be feeling about the fact that you missed what sounded like one of the greatest games ever at Crabble on, on Tuesday night. I got in from our night out, oh, out went to the, from here with the family uh, and turned my phone on because I didn't take it with me and we were 3-1 down. And I thought, oh God. I said to my youngest, or my oldest who comes to the game and she goes, oh, we're not very good this year, Dad, are we? And I'm, what can I say? 3-1 down. I thought, oh, def- defensively, I thought we'd be pretty solid. Go scoring goals may be an issue, but then, you know, put my phone down, sit down, ping, 3-2, ping, 3-3, 4-3. So, you know, there can't be many people on our caravan park punching their air when they saw David winning 4-3 against uh, Haven and Ward Louisville, unless they have money on it. But, yeah, again, if they'd have lost that Dover, Chris Kinnear would have been under a little bit of pressure. And, again, I did text uh, Jason Burns from the David media team and I said to him, to be fair, Jason, I've seen plenty of poor football over the last two or three years. Clearly the best game we've had for a number of years. Maybe the best home game of in the National League since the second time around. I've missed it, but I'd have taken that. It's a massive three points for David. They needed that. 
if they lost three home, home to Waterlooville, there'd be an inquest from there. And, you know, games coming up. They've got some big sides coming up. They've got a file on Saturday, which is going to be tough. Then you've got Leighton Eastleigh, Leighton Orient, Chesterfield, etc. So it's a big three points for that. I'm not getting carried away. Cause I think it's going to be a difficult season for Dover, but maybe get some something to play with. And Chris Kinnear can utilise that as well. But look, you know, when I got into my uh, pre-one down at what, about 20 past nine yesterday, you think you wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, if somebody said to me, Dover would be the highest placed National League side come the end of that fixture list. I'd be surprised because it hasn't been a great great start for us, really, has it? It really has. And before we move on and talk about the others, I'm just intrigued to know what your commentary might have sounded like had you been there last night. Because I, I, I feel like I, I feel like we've all missed something. Because you know, I'm pretty sure you would have been overjoyed at, at Dover coming back from three one down to win four three. Well, I've seen Dover back in the day be three one down and win six three, but I wasn't commentating then. But um, well, I've seen us. Lose four three after being three up with twenty minutes to go. So you, you know, I'm a big fan of you know these things. If you've seen it, well, not I was there, but if if it happens to you the one, the wrong way, eventually it'll work the other way. But oh, I'd have been excited and got very excitable scoring in. But um, the reports I get that Dover played pretty well, fell apart for about ten minutes and then um, threw in it. I'd have been excited. But the most important thing, if I'm there or not, John, it's three points on the board for Dover. You know. They'll do well to get anything against Fylde, I would have thought, certainly. Yeah, uh, it's not looking good for, for in our National League um, standings at the moment. We've got Dover, the highest placed team, in 13th place. Um, they do have the same number of points as Ebbsfleet in 15th, Maidstone in 16th, and Bromley have just got the two points so far from their four games. Um, in between Dover and Ebbsfleet are big, big spending title favourites, Salford City. So maybe having four points at this stage isn't the worst thing in the world. But Ebbsfleet went up to Hartlepool on Saturday. Really good win for them. Came crashing back down with defeat to Sutton on, on Tuesday night. Yeah, I, I think the biggest disappointment from them is Ebbsfleet back in the last season was scoring a lot of goals. Two goals in two goals in four games is disappointing. Both coming from Corey Whiteley as well. So they have to be, I think both times he's come off the bench to score. So, again, I don't know. If defensively, they're pretty solid. They don't concede many Ebbsfleet, but finding the back of them. But of course, last season, they started pretty slowly as well, didn't they? Um, drawing a lot of games. So I'm sure Dale McMahon will be... Um, I think they'll get it right. I think they've had quite a tough start. You think Chesterfield, Leighton Orient, Sutton. You know, maybe you expect them to beat Hartlepool. Hartlepool are not going to be one of the promotion contenders, I would have thought. But maybe the other three are definitely going to be involved in that. So I think they've had a, a tricky start. Um, I think they're going to go to Barnet this weekend as well. So another tough game. Barnet haven't really started too well. But there's no real panic, I would have thought, too much for Ebsleet um, at the moment. But you know, you've got to be careful, though. That you're, sort of, you're what, six points off the top. You don't want to get to make double figures early on in the season if, if you've got chances of winning the title. But yeah, disappointing. Yeah, it's disappointing for Ebsley, but I'm sure they'll come good. And once somebody like Kebwell or somebody else scores, um, we are, and I fancy them honest to be get a result against Barnet. Yeah, I mean Barnet, as, as you say, have made a great start. They've just got the two points. Um, Maidstone United they lost on Tuesday night at home to Leighton Orient, and you know similar struggles for them. Really, they've only scored four goals in in their four games, and um, I guess Jay Saunders will, will be looking to 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 get you know to get something out of it. They, they made a bright start. They won at Dagenham. Um, but it's it's just not clicking for them. I mean, I, I think they ran into a, a Halifax side on Saturday who are obviously in very good form, have made a really good start to the campaign, but Jay Saunders will be disappointed because they probably have had a, a start that 
compared to Ebbsfleet, certainly, it look, looked a little bit easier on paper. Yeah, I think um, Maidstone will be bottom end of the table. Uh, I'm not saying they're in relegation, but I think the players they've got are not of the standard that players that Ebbsfleet have got, really. Um, I think Maidstone and Dover may be in the similar positions all season and they can strengthen from that. Yeah, Lake Norwich is always going to be a tough. They haven't won it. They've drawn all their games, but Lake Norwich have been a bit unlucky in that. So, difficult one. Halifax game could be a side similar to Maidstone and they started brightly and Dagenham gave the side struggling at the wrong end of the table. So, um, yeah, again, I think it's a season of, you know, what do they expect? As long as the fans are keep with Maidstone, they'll be all right because, of course, you know, for about, Nine, ten, well, basically since 2018, they haven't particularly had a great seat, a great year, have they? So, as long as the fans sit with them, and that'll be a good test for them at the weekend. I think you've got Barrow at home. Barrow started better than a lot of people thought they would have done with a brand new team when they beat Chesterfield on um, on Tuesday night. So, I think that's a good test for Maidstone and where they are. I don't expect Barrow to stay up there, but if they can beat Barrow uh, at home, uh, that's a good thing. I think sides around the same sort of area. You know, David beating Haven. I think David will probably better side than Haven, so that's a good result. If Maystoke could beat Barrow, that puts down a good marker. If Barrow go do there again, there may be a little bit of a, a wobble at um, a stone, at, uh, at the Gallagher. But yeah, it's disappointing. You know, I think at the start of the show, I didn't think any of our sides would get in the playoffs. Start to see at the moment. I know it's four games gone. None of them pull up any trees, and Bromley, you know. Saw so last week, David probably should have beaten Bromley, and they started disappointingly as well. Yeah, they have. I mean, that they, they were unable to to make anything happen. On well, their game on Saturday, they they drew one all with with Harrogate, didn't they? And that was a uh, supposedly quite a good game. So Charles Webster was telling me um, an entertaining fixture. Um, but obviously, they went down to defeat at Eastleigh on Tuesday night, and they've got Gateshead on Saturday at home. Um, obviously, they'll have fond memories of playing Gateshead from last year's FA Trophy semi final. Um, but Gateshead have started really well, second in the table, 10 points. They beat the Mighty Whites on, on uh, Saturday, Matt. So it's not going to be an easy game for Neil Smith's side, who are struggling to score goals, aren't they? Yeah, we, look, we know we discussed they've lost Reese and they've lost uh, uh, the guy who went, went to Portsmouth. I can't remember his name off the top of my head now. Louis Dennis. Uh, Louis Dennis, good man. So, yeah, um, I thought Bugle, and, uh, Bugle would score goals, but he hasn't really got off the round running. And... Again, Porter, who scored in uh, Saturday, he's not. A, I don't think he's a twenty-goal man. He's a, you know, he's a ten to twelve man. So they need they need something from there. A little bit of pressure, and I've seen a little bit of discontent, maybe from the Bromley faithful as well. Of course, you know, been to Wembley, etc. The highs and lows. They, they had that high, maybe they had a bit of a low, but they'd just be desperate to get their first uh, win of the season. But Neil Smith's a, an experienced manager. He'll be telling his players to calm it down. We can do it. Dungate said with a, arguably a better side. Um, Gateshead in uh, back of the last season in the trophy. Let's see if we can do it now. But you know, Gateshead's starting well. Maybe Steve Watson's a good manager. But again, she's desperate to get that first three points of the season. Yeah, look, looking in the National League South as well, mixed fortunes again for for Dartford and Welling. Welling went to Chippenham on Saturday and had a good win, but then lost at home to early leaders Billericay Town. Um, while Dartford went down to Concord Rangers on um, Tuesday night and. Billericay and Concord are one and two, which, given the money that both of them have chucked at it, is is probably of little surprise. Dartford currently sitting ninth with seven points, Welling eleventh with six, and I suppose both those sides will be relatively okay with their start to the season, but they'll probably think they should be doing better. Yeah, I think Dartford missed the last minute penalty as well on Saturday, didn't they? Um, which should have 
put their points up as well. So, you know, losing to Concord and losing to Billericay, the consensus being that those two and maybe Woking are going to be the sides going to go do that well in that division as well. So, Dartford again, work in progress. Welling, I thought they may have given Billericay a, a more of a game, but looking at that Billericay side on paper, it's quite similar to last year, which you know, should have won the league a lot better than that. Maybe they are going to be the side to beat this season. Then. 3-0 with Adam Coombs coming against his old club scoring. I bet he enjoyed that as well. So, yeah, it's... You know, we said before, I thought Welling, you know, you said to me, John, you like the Welling side on paper, don't you? I do. I really do think it's a really strong side. And I think that the, by all accounts, the Billericay result was a little bit harsh on them um, in terms of the way they played. But ultimately, they, they've got to find a way to, to beat these teams. But, you know, to lose to Billericay, I, I think they won't... Well, they, they're not the only team to lose to them. And... and I think Billericay will will go a long way, and, and it's how you play against the other teams around you, isn't it? Yeah, that cracking result against Chippenham on Saturday, four one. There, Steve King, been to these places, knows these places, know how to get results from that. Maybe that extra bit of quality they haven't got, as they seem being by Billericay, but I'm sure Welling will bounce back well, as will the Darts as well. I still think again, Dartford's a bit of a work in progress. Concord seems to have as a bit of a buzz about them at the moment and they've gone there and Alex Wall a typical who was at Dartford in pre-season signed and then left has gone to the uh, to Concord scored the goal so yeah I'd be disappointed but they need to get back on the horse this week this week only got a game only one game this week as well so maybe they can work on training as well after that exactly and Dartford are at home to Wealdstone in their one game and um, when are you coming home Matt? Uh, I'm back Saturday evening so uh, that's um, uh, from that point of view so, so you're not uh, having it a little detour to play more on uh, on Saturday afternoon, three o'clock, Truro City against Welling United. Um, uh, let me just ask my wife. <laughs> I haven't got the balls to ask her. No, I'm not going back. To, you, David, I've never been to tour. I said you before, I've never been to tour. Okay? Well, that will be... I wouldn't get away with that, mate, no. <laughs> what, an, what an opportunity, though, Matt. Truro City against Welling United. You love a bit of Truro. You can have yeah. a bit of a hobnob there. You could see Welling. Have a chat. Oh, Matt, you, you've let me down there, but well, I'm not saying I, you're going to go honest, to that I one. I didn't know Truro were playing Welling. Um, no, <laughs> more than my... Um, uh, I'll probably have, I will have a leisurely drive home, so which won't go round to Torquay. So. But come on the wings, though, in Torquay. The, the travelling hordes of Wings fans that are, um, you know, good luck on the thing. It's a lovely part of the world, just don't have the Cornish. Well, it's in Devon, so you won't need the Cornish person. <laughs> no. Uh, in the uh, the Bostick League, kicked off on Saturday. Margate had a fantastic start on Saturday, hitting five in the first half in their game against Corinthian Casuals, who have had a pretty ropey start. They maybe aren't the, uh, aren't the best side. But the big news at Margate this week has been their sponsors, sponsored by the Libertines. Now, the only band I can really remember sponsoring a club are Goldie Looking Chain sponsored Newport for a while and um, Wet 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 sponsoring, was it Clyde Bank back in the day? But now the Margate wet, wet. shirt has become a collector's uh, item. They Apparently they sold 250 ahead of the first game and they're selling them all over the world via their website. What a fantastic coup that is for them. Didn't I mention it to you off the record I had this, John? I, d- I don't know what you're talking about, mate. <laughs> I did mention it. I had heard this, didn't I? A little bit of thing that I thought of it. Didn't Margaret have bad manners across um, Buster Blood Vessel, didn't they? Yeah, they did. They I, don't know if, I don't know if that was just was a one-off back? for the Fulham game uh, back yeah, in so... 97. But if, if you're a Margate fan and you and you remember that, please get well, in touch it, and let us know. Bad manners on it, but yeah, because he had, a, he had a, um, a hotel, another hotel in Mar- Margate, so... Uh, that seems a bit of a trend because the Libertines have got a hotel. 
All I know about the Libertines is um, Pete Doherty. I, you know, I don't really know much of their songs. Um, the sponsor looks quite cool, I suppose, doesn't it? So, 250 shirts. Will they turn? Will they do a gig at Hartsdown Park? Apparently, I did hear songs? That they've got free season tickets. They can turn up to a game any time they want, but um, I don't know when well, that's going to happen. Sponsored the shirt. Well, exactly. My, my mate texted me because he said about it, and, and uh, his first words were, "That'll soon fall off after one wash on the shirt." That's <laughs> what his—that's what his feeling was. I'm sure it was. It wouldn't do that these days, but again, it's—it looks cool. Um, I think they've had plenty of publicity, and it's. That's just what it's all about, and it's good for the local area. So I still don't know any of their songs. So um, I do remember the Goldie Looking Chain in Newport County. That was quite a good kit, wasn't it, really? Uh, iconic, I suppose you would say. Exactly. Uh, and did you... Where, where, where were you a fan of them? I'm Sweet not... Little Mystery is a good song. Sweet Little Mystery. That's the, yeah, another one. And, of course, the famous one from Four Weddings and Funeral that was number one for a while. So uh, good old Marty Pello. I'm sure he'll be playing... Winter Gardens eventually soon, uh, wet, wet, wet. So uh, maybe, maybe they, we can go along, John. Maybe they could be the back of shirt sponsor. Sorry? Maybe they could be the back of shirt sponsor. Wet, well, wet, wet. Yeah, 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 what we could do. What other bands could you get to the Libertines and Wet, Wet, Wet? That act would be a duo I'd like to hear. Can you imagine that as a concert? Culture. Wet, 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 and the Libertines. Do you, I, I don't know any of Libertine songs. I, I, maybe I'm a bit ignorant, but... I'm, I'm late 90s, man. No, mid to late 90s songs. Libertines must be, what, 2005? Yeah. He's more famous for... Yeah. Doing other stuff, wouldn't he? That's all I can really <laughs> say on that. Yeah, it was it was possibly a, a, a matter of him or Amy Winehouse, shall we say, who who was going to yes. be in the headlines first. Yeah, yeah. Well, they go, didn't they go out together? They might have done, you know. That was must have been yeah. a fun relationship. Um, yeah, exactly. Anyway, yeah, Margate, yeah, they scored five in that first half on, on Saturday uh, against Corinthian Casuals. Eventually won the game 5-2. Um, they then lost 2-0 at Dorking on Tuesday night. Um, Jason Pryor among the scorers there. Uh, Folkestone also beat Corinthian Casuals on Tuesday after losing 3-2 at home to Enfield Town on Saturday. A game that they were 2-1 up in with about 13 minutes to go. Uh, but Brandon Adams' brace sunk them. Tunbridge Angels, though, good start for them. 3-0 win at Merstham on Saturday, but they followed that up with a 0-0 draw at home to Lewis, which is, is not probably the worst result in the world um, for, for them. And, and Angels will be hoping to have a good season, Matt, after some disappointing times last season. Yeah, I think great start to the season. I was at a wedding on Saturday, so in, I still don't know where I was in Kent, up in a field, so I had a lovely wedding. Good luck to Hannah Ashton. I checked my phone at half, half quarter, and I saw Margate were 5-0 up. I think Tunbridge were two them up as well. I thought, oh, it's going to be a good season. So uh, from that, yeah, I, I think um, the Angels will be happy with that. Lewis got promoted. Um, you know, a well-organised, well-run club, aren't they, off the field? So um, that's a good, good start for the Angels. Three nil up, and they've got goal scorers now. Maybe last season they didn't do so. But I'll definitely keep an eye out for the Angels. I think they're going to have a really good season this year. Yeah, and this weekend on Saturday, um, Margate are away to Brighton Sea Regents. Um, Folkestone in Victor are at away to Wingate and Finchley and Tunbridge Angels are at home to Burgess Hill Town so um, fixtures all three of those I would say they would think they've got in with a shout of winning Matt yeah I think it's it gets a little bit crazy the fixtures for the Devon Bostic Premier because over the bank holiday weekend I think certain teams got two home games over the bank holiday weekend because of the fixture chaos so I don't think we'll be able to see too much in this division until probably about middle of September how it's panning out. But yeah, three games there. 
Margate were disappointed losing to Dawkins, but you, you said Jason Price probably played at a level below himself. Dawkins on a club on the high, so from that win game, Finchley, Folkestone, disappointing first game, but bounced back well. And we mentioned before, it's everything the Angels will do quite well this season. Yeah, in the Bostick South, Ashford United had a great start on Saturday, beating High Town 3 1, uh, coming from an early goal down to win that one by three goals to one. 429 people at Homelands as well for that game. Uh, Phoenix Sports were also winners 3 1 at East Grinstead. Uh, 310 were at Faversham against Herm Bay, where Ashley Miller scored, uh, but it was a 1 1 draw. Connor Cox equalising for Herm Bay. Cray Wanderers had a great start, 3 0 win at Greenwich Borough, uh, Thamesmead Town lost 5-1 at Hastings, City Mormon 2-1 winners at Horsham, VCD beat Ramsgate 2-1 um, and obviously both Sevenoaks and Whitsport were in FA Cup action. A couple of uh, Kent uh, Senior Cup ties this week as well, uh, Thamesmead beat Ashford on penalties after a thrilling tie I'm told, so you did well pulling that one out of the hat Matt and <laughs> Cray beat uh, Ramsgate 2-1 on Wednesday night. Um, but uh, I suppose the standout result we've got to talk about there on Saturday in, in the Bostic League South is um, that game between Hyde and Ashford, or Ashford and Hyde, and, and Ashford doing really well there and, and set, sending out a marker, aren't they? Well, I think um, Gary Alexander's brought in some good players. They're bringing players in. Hyde were expected to be one of the sides at the end of the table. Strange, they're playing first game of the season, but puts down a marker. Gary Alexander had a bit of money at Greenwich, left them, gone to Ashford, the senior were there. Fantastic attendance, 429 shows that Ashford is supposed to be one of the up-and-coming uh, towns in the country with a lot of people moving in. If they can be successful, they'll get the crowd. So, interesting to see how they're getting. It's always going to be a little bit of niggle between the two local rivals and Ashford had it. How they do away from home, that was their problem last year, wasn't it? I think they won the final away game of the season. So, see what Gary Alexander does there. But Ashford maybe uh, have a better start, you think, this time last year. I think their manager had gone after week one, hadn't he? So, uh, it's always going to be a bit of a high now. Well, of course, this time last year, I was the one on holiday. I was in real and I was recording it with the Seagulls in the background. And that was indeed just around the time that Danny Lye left, left Ashford United. That was a, a very interesting start for them. Uh, looking at this weekend's fixtures, Ashford United are on the plane. They're going to Guernsey on Saturday in the Bostic League South East Division, as it's now called. Uh, VCD Athletic go to Haywards Heath. Herm Bay are at home to Whiteleaf. Hyther at home to East Grinstead. Phoenix are at home to Three Bridges. Ramsgate take on Hastings United. Seven Oaks' first league game of the season is at home to Horsham and Sittingbourne play against Greenwich Borough. So there's absolutely no game, no derbies for us on Saturday. However, on Sunday, Cray are at home to Whitstable and Thamesmead are at home to Faversham. And Thamesmead um, spoke to Tommy Warrelow on the, the radio show on Monday night, Matt, in your absence. And Tommy Warrelow was very much a, you know, it's very tough for us. We've got a small squad, we've got a couple of injuries, but they'll be desperate to bounce back from that one. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that five-one. Um, very unlike Tommy to see his side there, but maybe he said uh, they've got um, issues. A young squad, probably other sides can probably pay a little bit more than what they can do. But Tommy Warlow is good at bringing players through, so um, could be. You know, hopefully it's not going to be a long season, but Tommy Warlow is definitely the man to sort, to sort that out and build Thamesmead up as a club. Yeah, I mean, we spoke to Tommy on the, on the podcast last year, and, and he said a similar thing actually on Monday night. Um, when he was saying that the problem they've got is that they, they kind of go under the radar. He said, you know, we haven't really got any sponsors. We haven't got a local paper that calls us. He basically said the phone doesn't ring. He doesn't get calls from journalists very often anymore. And, and it's hard for clubs like Thamesmead because, you know, and I've spoken about this on social media many times, but 
local football clubs need a good local media. And there's so many clubs there whose, whose phones are only ringing once a week from one different news organisation. And it's difficult to get your name out there. If people don't know you're there, it's difficult. Thamesmead Town, you've got to feel sorry for them. They're playing a game on Sunday afternoon, which isn't ideal anyway. You know, it's not a traditional football day. And they, are, they aren't in their local area. Yeah, they're at Dartford. They're doing well at Dartford. But it, it's, it's just difficult for them, isn't it, Matt? It is. I know. I've been in terms of the, the old ground there and things like that. You know, it, the location they've got, you know, they're always going to struggle to get supporters from that. Um, again, all it is about that is trying to build a community up, bring up players and move them on to the next level. But that's an interesting point, what he made there, that Tommy Rollo, you know, is good in the media. When he was at Tunbridge Angels, always constantly, you know, you know, in the media doing things like that. He's at Thamesmead now. Uh, and, and, and again, it's a, it's a small club that's, you know, I don't think going to be challenging anywhere near the right end of the table. And it must be, you know, he's just got to work with it and move with it because he's a good manager at that level. But sign of the times, John, when, you know, probably anything we're going to ring him is either going to be me or you talking about football, isn't it? Exactly. But I think I think we will try and get him on the pod at some point, but obviously after a better result than they had on Saturday. Um, in the uh, no midweek games for those on uh, on uh, next week, but there are some Kent Senior Cup ties again, excellently drawn out of the hat. These um, focusing against Seven Oaks, Hyde against Margate, Phoenix against Herne Bay, Tunbridge Angels against Sittingbourne, and Whitstable Town against VCD Athletic. All good ties there, I would say. And whoever drew out those away teams did a sterling job, didn't they, Matthew? Well, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, we did, did do that. But I'm sad to see that the issue tie that we had, Ramsgate have gone out and. Fingers crossed the Rams can get a result of the weekend and and in the FA Cup. It's been a disappointing start for the Rams, hasn't it? It has, but I mean, it's only it's only a couple of games in for them, and and you know, I think it was it was quite difficult for one. But that on Saturday, um, they are playing at home to Hastings, though, which is um, oh, a, a, tough game, yeah. a, a tough one. You know, Hastings are one of those sides. I think if anyone's going to beat a Kent side to the title, it's likely to be Hastings, and and you know, winning a winning five one on the opening game of the season, their tails are going to be up when they take on Ramsgate at Southwood on Saturday. Um, that's pretty much it, Matt. I, it, it's actually gone by quite quickly, but we've been rabbiting on for quite some time. Um, so I'm guessing as you're not back until Saturday and, and I can't convince you to go to Torquay uh, to watch Truro, although from that noise, I think you're thinking about it. Um, no game for you I'm again next, at the weekend? No, 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 no. It's um, a leisurely drive home um, and then back into the realms of uh, real life from that. And I'm sure there'll be games coming up from that. Yeah, but... Uh, Last few days, but weather's supposed to be pretty good the next couple of days here, so I should get in the surf anyway. So I'm looking forward to that. Anyway. Are you much of a surfer? Um, well, I've got the boogie boards, you know, and go on that. I do quite like going in. The waves are fantastic down here. So the kids and all the wife have got wetsuits, but I tried a wetsuit on before. It took me about three days to actually get into it and out of it. So uh, <laughs> um, it's not something I do these days. But um, I go in. I, I, to be honest, I, I, as I go in the sea quite a lot in Broadstairs as well. I'm quite used to the temperatures. I don't think the temperature's that bad down here either way. The waves are fantastic. It's definitely a set of buzz when you catch a wave and come flying in. So it's, it's lovely beaches down here. So, um, yeah, I'm enjoying it. So it's just teaching the, the kids and uh, things like that. Yes, yeah, oh, I do quite enjoy it, yeah. Good. I'm, I'm pleased you do. I'm just looking to see if there's anywhere I can squeeze in on Saturday. I don't know. I might nip up to... Could possibly nip to Canterbury and watch them against Punjab, actually. That's as, as they're playing at Faversham just down the road from me. Um, or maybe nip up the other way to, to Chatham and, and, and see how they got on against Glee. But, 
you know, I haven't seen a proper game this season. I've seen a couple of pre-season friendlies, um, but it's, uh, it's it's still the, the middle of the summer to me, Matt. And, and uh, obviously, I'm at the cricket tomorrow. Um, so that's that seems to be sort of taking up my, my attention at the moment. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think it's... Um... I think maybe early September when the cricket season finishes, football comes in. But again, I think there's less, a lot less midweek games as well. Isn't it? See, now the leagues have been redone, so which, which, which I think is a maybe a good thing from what the season is. But until they start cramming them in at the end of the season, so yeah. But yeah, get, 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 keep um, still watch a bit of cricket, John. But then the football season will start going in, and you you can't get enough of it then. No, you, you are right. It's, it is very interesting, and uh, and I am enjoying the season so far. I just wish that certainly our national league teams w- would have a little bit better luck and a few better results to to, to kick us off. Yeah, yeah, I think. Um, but as we expected, though, maybe we are good pundits. We didn't think they would be riding high. It's a long way to go, but I think uh, yeah, a little bit of consistency in it. But f- from a Dover point of view, that was a massive three points because with the games coming up, it's going to be really tough the next few weeks. Do you think Chris Kinnear, just finally on Dover, do you think Chris Kinnear would be happy with a 4-3 win or would he, he would much rather win 1-0, wouldn't he? Yeah, I think um, I think he would, because I think the consensus I got was that every time they crossed the ball in the back, crossed the ball in, they scored, So, which is very unlike that. But Dover, it is a work in progress. And maybe I was fearing for him a little bit if they had lost him yesterday, having a Waterloo, would he have been under pressure with the games coming up? So... I think, um, yeah, he'll be pleased with that. But, yeah, he's definitely a 1-0 merchant. But the good thing is we managed to score four goals, which I wouldn't have thought I could going on the first few games, particularly with Effingham up top. Even though he got taken off, I see that they, they had four goals in him. There is one other thing, actually, Matt, that I do want to raise with you. I've been watching the uh, watching the goal scorers in League Two very closely over the weekend. Yeah, yeah, I've seen a young chap by the name of Adi Aziz. Now, podcast fans, you may have remembered last year that Mr. Aziz was on loan at Dover, and Matt said he would never basically score, and he did eventually score from about two inches uh, playing for Dover. But he's got three goals this week. Is, is, is he a changed man? Do you think, Matt? <laughs> I, I did, well, somebody texted me after on the Saturday saying that he scored. So I did what I did. Uh, to catch up. One of them was basically a back pass that roll to him and he put it in and that one was quite a decent finish so yeah I did see that um, he scored but he, he's even been given the number 10 share or I think at, at Cambridge so they must rate him so um, I will be keeping an eye on him if he gets 20 goals I'll probably hang up my scouting things because I didn't think he had a goal in him but yeah, yeah maybe he's had a fresh pre-season and he's fully fit also John I've got to mention changing subject completely a new programme for you to watch go on Mortimer and Whitehouse fishing programme when they talk about their life six episodes BBC iPlayer very very funny quite heart uh, quite not thing because they have both had heart issues so um, quite a funny but I'm not into fishing apart from me crabbing which I failed miserably yet down on a holiday here but a really good interesting programme if you can catch the six half hour episodes on BBC iPlayer you won't be disappointed because it's very very funny very interesting programme excellent well I shall look out for that one when I'm looking around, uh, in and around the place. But uh, yeah, that is pretty much it for this week's Ken Donnelly podcast uh, with me, John Phipps and Matt Gerrard. Hope you've all enjoyed listening to it. Thank you to everyone for listening. And probably not our finest work this week, if I'm honest, but uh, we promise that next week we'll be better. We'll be a little bit more uh, tuned in to to what we need to talk about because it's probably my fault more than anything because I've been very busy this week um, away from podcast business. Um, All that remains to say is, as always, you can follow us on social media. 
um, at Kent NL Podcast on Twitter and at Kent Non League on Facebook. Um, and you can follow me at John Phipps81 or Matt at Matthew underscore Gerard. Um, thanks to Kev Stevens from Beersted for chatting to us and good luck to them uh, for the rest of the season. I'm sure we, we may cross paths with them with them again as things progress. Um, and thanks, Matt, for joining me on a Wednesday night on your holiday. I really do appreciate it, mate. No, no problem at all. It's um, blowing a hoolie out there and we're expecting rain overnight, but uh, I'm in my caravan here, so uh, it's quite pleasant. I think it's some football on in a minute. I might be able to say to the wife, do you want to watch that rather than whatever she's watching outside? But uh, yeah, all in all, yeah, nice holiday. Uh, it's going far too quick. Wasn't that Wednesday? So it's Thursday tomorrow. So uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, lovely, lovely pleasant time I'm having as well. Excellent. Well, I look forward to catching up with you next week, Matt, if not before. But as, as I said already, thanks for everyone for listening and we will catch up with you next week. Oh, it's starting raining again. <laughs>